Becoming a mom brings lots of emotions, as well as unexpected experiences, from the high highs of witnessing your children flourish and grow, to the low lows and feelings of shame, guilt, and remorse for the life we once had prior to having kids. The feelings and experiences of motherhood are wild, and I'm here to talk about the good, the bad, and the downright ugly. Hey, it's Jenny Swanson, your host of Chaos and Coffee Motherhood Unfiltered. I am so grateful you're here. Let's get into it. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode four. Today I want to talk about losing yourself after becoming a mom and then finding ways to incorporate coming back into finding yourself. Do I think it will happen all at once? Um, No. For me, and do I think it will always, like, will I ever be my former self prior to becoming a mom? No. And that's okay. However, the point of knowing I've lost myself or knowing I've lost parts of myself that I truly feel like I can identify with today, I just need to refine them, rediscover them, what you may have. Um, It's a process and it forever and always will be. And I'm okay with that. So my journey starts in 2016. I was in a really, really toxic work environment. I had PTSD from said work, toxic work environment, and I had made a decision at the end of 2015. I was going to, starting at the beginning of the year of 2016, I was going to make better informed decisions. That means with the election coming up, that means with just anything, my health, my mental health, everything, because... I realized the person that I had become in just a short period of time was not the person that I wanted to be. I was a shell of myself and I recognized that if I was going to be a mom in the future, I did not want to bring a lot of my trauma and baggage that I had recently acquired to the table. So I started therapy and I am so grateful for that. And when I started therapy, I also remember specifically saying, I've seen so many women become moms and including my, and in my, within my own family, and I don't want to lose myself. So I did therapy off and on for roughly two years. Then we moved to California from Illinois and I got into coaching because in reality, once I had done enough coach or therapy, 26, 2017-ish, what I had realized was I needed to shift over to coaching and I did not have access to that. And so I was really, in- I was also really interested in it because I had just 2015 graduated with my master's in HR management and realized that is not for me. If you're in HR, I commend you. I really wanted to be a nice balance for the employee and the employer, and I quickly realized that was my ideas were way too progressive. So I also realized that the education that I've had was not going to be probably used for a career. It just, I had applied to hundreds of jobs. I was getting nowhere. It was funny enough, I got interviews and was strongly considered for jobs that were like, director, etc. But then for those entry-level positions, the ones that I just wanted to start with, nothing. I was told um, for one position, honey, you're just going to be too bored here. You're going to be too bored here. You're overqualified. 
And she laughed while she said it. And that made me realize HR is just not for me. Um, so going back, I discovered coaching. And in 2019, when we lived here in California, I really decided I wanted to become a coach. I wanted to see it for myself. I wanted to see the transformation for myself as well as become certified. And that's what I did. And I remember specifically saying numerous times prior to coaching sessions, I want to have kids soon. And I had Edith the following year. And before I do that, I need to work through some things because I don't want to lose myself as a parent. I have Edith 2020 October. I don't think it was that year, but truthfully, it could have been. By 2021, as much as I was in love with Edith, I loved being a mom, I realized there were things that I used to do that I was no longer doing. And honestly, some of them had maybe stopped prior to becoming a mom. You know, the pandemic was wild. And so many things just kind of happened and I lost myself. I lost one of my best friends and that was so hard and still is years later. Uh, Only a couple. Um, No one can ever replace that type of loss. I think you just find ways to cope with it. And then on top of it, I found out we were back in Illinois and in 2021, right after my best friend had died, I found out we were permanently getting relocated to California from Illinois. And then I was pregnant. So there was a lot going on. And through all of that, I guess I let myself and my identity slip through the cracks. I don't quite know, to be honest, where it happened. And it just happened. And so... I realized last year, 2022, after I had Evie and we got settled in, you know, I'm just not feeling myself. I'm not feeling it. There's a lot of things going on. I told my husband, I was like, I have to see a therapist. My ADHD and mom brain is like out of control. I also feel like I'm doing so much for the girls being a stay-at-home mom. And I think even regardless, outside of being a stay-at-home mom, I'm a default parent. I did a lot. I still do a lot. Um, I had no time for myself. I didn't know what that looked like. And since then, I have been able to fight and build that back into my life. And I'm so, so grateful. But at the time, I couldn't even tell you what I was looking for. I just knew I had lost myself and I lost the identity of who I was. I couldn't even fully relate to that anymore. And... Now, looking to where I am currently, I am so grateful because there are parts of me that I feel like I'm finally getting back. I feel like the cloud is kind of lifting lifting over. And I don't think it was a postpartum haze. I think it was just life. I didn't cope well with a lot of things and still haven't fully. It's a work in progress. I'm still seeing a therapist. And... The idea of losing myself, I saw it so often. It just, I I mean, for instance, with my mom and my grandma, my grandma, my aunt was telling me based off my first podcast episode that I guess my uncle called her, my grandma, the Catholic martyr, because literally she would do everything before she would do anything for herself to a fault. And 
there are so many things that I wish I could have done for her that she did for others. And life is too short. She unfortunately passed. And looking at my own mom, there were so many times where she did so much for my sister and I. And I look back and I'm like, I am so grateful. And yet I feel bad. Like, there wasn't a lot of time made for her. She was also and still is the default parent in a lot of ways. Default partner, if that's a thing, I would say that too. Like she definitely does. She carries the load, the mental, the physical, all the above. And I just knew and still know that is not something I want to do for myself. Granted, um, one of the things I constantly saw with my mom is she would always buy clothes for my sister and myself and really wouldn't get anything for herself and I am so grateful to say that in the last few years like her closet is like maybe not fully new but like she's definitely started getting back into like enjoying herself she goes to these lunches once a month with her work friends or um like friends that she's kept in touch with since working for a company for I don't know that's been well over 10 years that she hasn't worked there and she sees her best friend since high school, which is my godmom, every Friday, which she's been doing. But the idea is, it's nice to see that she's doing stuff for herself again. And also, she's speaking up for herself, which is beautiful. Um, it's like she found her voice. And that is beautiful. And I also know I don't want to wait. I don't want to lose myself. Um... And feel like I'm missing out. And I don't think she has. I don't want to speak on that um, specifically. If you're hearing this, mom, I'm not trying to speak for you. Um, what I am saying, though, is I've watched so many people, so many moms, so many default parents give up a piece of themselves and take on the role of mom and live through it with forgetting their own personal interests and hobbies. And don't get me wrong, I feel like when you become the role of it, when you become a parent, you have to to some degree, especially for the first few years of a child's life. Yet, there is an over extreme and abundance and it carries on. And I've also seen when, when kids leave the house, they finally are like, oh, I don't know what to do. And I didn't want that for myself. And I know that's thinking far down the road. However, I also know myself. When I really invest in something, I I invest in it. And I was doing really good on losing myself and pretty much lost my former self in 2021. And that's when I realized, nope, I need to change things up. I need a therapist. I need a therapist for my husband and I. I need to reconnect. I need to work through some things especially since becoming a mom, mom guilt, like mom shame, just so many things and just helping me work through the everydays of life. I cannot tell you we are in the most chaotic point so far of life right now with my oldest and even my youngest. They like feed off one another. I did ABA. My daughter does not have autism. However, my oldest, um, However, we did ABA for behaviors when she turned two because it just got so wild and out of control and her sleep was terrible. And I was like, I just need help. I need help navigating this. I know that I 
could and should be a better parent and I don't know how to do this for us. And so I elected to do ABA and it was six hours a week of me, the therapist and Edith. And sometimes I was able to like hang back. Well, I was technically able to hang back, but I really wanted to be a part of it and adapt and learn and implement. And it did a world of a difference. However, I feel like we're going through a whole nother phase. When she turned three, it was like she outsmarted all of the tips and tricks from ABA that I had learned. And she also out or aged out of it because she doesn't have an autism diagnosis. So she no longer qualifies. And whew, let me tell you, it's been real rough. And then you've got Evie who is living her own best life. We are just characters in her world. Like it is an Evie world and we are living in it. She is main character energy for sure. She does her own thing. So does Edith, but like girlfriend's super independent. And Edith has learned that as Evie is kind of finding her way and figuring out what is right and not right, um, Edith feeds off that, feeds off the attention. So then she'll start doing it. So right now Evie's in a pulling hair phase and Edith will come up and just try and pull my hair. And it's like, girl, you know better. You know better. And that's just my day. Constantly. It's back and back and forth. It's building. And oh my gosh, I will say we're going to visit my family for Christmas. And I'm so looking forward to it. I love a little break. Not saying my parents are going to do everything. However, it will be nice to be able to step away, the both of us, and just have a moment. I feel like I haven't caught my breath in a hot second. I've had so many opportunities to get out of the house and leave, and I am so grateful for that. However, it just feels... I don't know, it feels different to be able to go out with your friends and not have to take your kids and enjoy yourself and know that they're in like comforting hands. And we've had friends offer, which I'm so grateful for. And eventually I may take them up on it. However, right now is chaotic time and I don't know how they would do. So the idea of losing myself, getting back to it, it's just, this time is a very difficult phase. At least that's what has been, and there's always going to be challenges, but my therapist specifically is like this is one of those phases where you just got to work through it and it's like survival you're in survival mode and eventually when they become more independent and a little bit older it gets better and there's light at the end of the tunnel but when you're in it you're in it and I feel like I'm in it times two and wanting a third I've literally been questioning what am I thinking but at the same time like truthfully I don't feel like I, I just I need this finite and this feeling of completion and so I want to know when I have my third like I want to know the entire pregnancy like this is the last the last baby phase like I, I don't know there's always been a number around three really it was four um and my husband was like um no two and so we came to a compromise at three <laughs> and now honestly living in Southern California there's no way we could have four Honestly, three is pushing it, especially with the prices of everything around the country, but um, Southern California specifically right now and San Diego, 
There was just an article last week talking about it's the most expensive city currently in the U.S. And I believe it. I I absolutely believe it. But I also know that the cost of everything right now is so high in the U.S. that it makes you question, like, how are people making it? And going back to that sense of losing self, like, there are things that I enjoy. I would love to be a Disney adult. We live a little over an hour away from Disney. I would love to be a Disney adult. I would love that in my life, especially because we're so close. I would love to be an annual pass holder. That's not happening anytime soon. That cost of, uh, I think it's called a magic key, is so expensive and they just raised it. Not even considering it right now. This Academy, no thank you. I'll take my lifetime and Hallmark app subscription for the holidays instead please for a whole whopping I don't know I think friendly tv is like $6.99 or something shout out I'll catch my excitement on a app with some comforting Christmas music and movies and that getting right into that that is a part of me that is a part of me if I didn't do that that is a big old red flag Christmas is coming up. I know a lot of people don't like to decorate early and like to wait until after Thanksgiving. No, no. I am ready. I am ready. Like November 1st, I'm ready to put my Christmas stuff out. I want my Halloween stuff packed by then. I want my Christmas stuff out. The lights on. I want to listen to Christmas music. I want to get in the Christmas holiday spirit. And I know that if I'm not doing that, I've completely lost myself because my holiday cheer is extra. I'm a basic bitch for fall, but I am, I guess I'm the same for Christmas. I don't even know. I didn't think about it. Just extra. And so at least I know from this standpoint, I have not fully lost myself because that Christmas cheer is here and it is here to stay, hopefully. Yet there are other things like I am very social and I know last year I we got out with other families. I am so grateful for Peanut. I started to build my mom tribe or my village. And there were parts where I I felt like I was missing something. And recently, like starting a book club earlier this year for self-development and creating like a a time, a season to come together and just talk. Like if you didn't read the book, that's fine. We're coming for in for community. And I am so grateful because that's something that I didn't realize I lost and I missed until I've kind of fallen back into it. Another piece of incorporating my old self, I used to love to read. I really truly don't know what happened. I honestly think it started in 2016 with my like toxic work environment that I just like slowly was like, I can't. And this year specifically, honestly, I think it started in August. Besides self-development books, I love to just read um, all different types of genres, honestly. And I got into, oh, Halloween's going to be coming up, spooky season. I'm going to start reading witchy books. And dang, there are some really good ones out there. I think it's called the Hex X. Or is it the X Hex? I don't know. I'm reversing it. And then the second book is called The Kiss Curse. And there's a third one that came out, which I need to 
put on my Libby list. That whole series so far, the two that I've read, amazing. I read those in like two days flat. And then um, the Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo, that was the first book that I read that like got me into it. Um, Also, I used to love doing energy work. I used to do it all the time. That was like my old me. Give me all the crystals, oracle cards, etc. I love that stuff. That is my vibe. And I completely like lost it. I hadn't been doing it for a while. I started reading those books and I also started doing it a little bit more energy work. Just finding things that I can adapt back in that work for me now. Finding what works for you. And so I guess I pose the question, is there something that you used to do prior to becoming a mom that you miss and that realistically you can incorporate back? It might take some time. However, I would just want to say you deserve it. And if you find that you're investing in your kids, but you're not investing in yourself and you have the means to, or you have a little bit of time just to give back to yourself for like some self-care, it doesn't mean you have to go do a like full-fledged shopping spree. However, what I'm saying is if you've got the time or you're slowly being able to build that time back up, give yourself it. You deserve it in whatever fashion works for you. Because I can say that I really truly felt like I lost myself. I felt like I didn't know who I was for a hot second. And I feel like I'm finally incorporating the former self in with who I am after becoming a mom. And I am so grateful for that and that I've had the time and ability to do so. I also think it pays in so many ways because when I'm investing in myself and finding the person I want to be versus just kind of living with the blinders of like, I'm just existing. Um, it doesn't help anyone, especially my girls, my family. It has a ripple effect. I will say something that I am struggling with because I want to be 100% truthful. In 2016, I got very involved with like learning the different candidates and wanted to be educated, like I said, and I fell down a I just want to be more educated about the news and I've done so and I'm still having a very difficult time doing so, Um, even more so with the things that are going on between Israel and Palestine. I'm going to be honest, I don't know a lot of history so I don't want to speak to it. However, it is killing me to know that innocent people are being killed, especially kids. I accidentally scrolled on a video on Instagram. I like, I pulled up the app and what I saw in front of me was so horrid and gruesome. I literally had nightmares about it. It's so heartbreaking that we live in a world, and this is something that I'm struggling with so desperately, especially having kids growing up. And maybe this wasn't a thought for our parents. I don't know. I would assume it probably was. Maybe not to the extreme that it is for me. Because anxiety, am I right? Um, But I struggle with so hard thinking about... It's hard because I'm in a privileged position here in the U.S. right now. Where we don't necessarily have to deal with that. We see it. Or we can, and we can read about it, and it's absolutely horrific, and I feel very helpless. Yet at the same time, 
we're living in our own hell, if you will. Our rights as women are getting pulled away, and it's so hard for me. That is a piece of my former self that hasn't gone away, and it almost to an extent is a flaw because I haven't found a way to cope with it. I am working on it. Um, but I want to be able to be excited. I'm not, I'm nervous about the future for our kids and I'm nervous about what that's going to do going forward. It is a piece of my former self. You know what? I'm just going to call it anxiety because it really is. It's a piece of my former self that I was anxious about and I have carried it through. And while I feel like there's been a weight and a cloud lifted, there's a whole nother ounce of concern that I have. And that is the world that we live in. That is the country that I live in. The fear around that and the things that I, I can say that I am pledging to myself to do in order to diminish that, continue with therapy. Unfortunately, my current therapist had to sign a non-disclosure or non-compete, I'm sorry, with her day job. And so she can no longer see private practice clients, which really sucks. Um, really, really liked her. We were doing somatic experience, which is honestly... I identify with it as energy work. There's more to it. It's kind of like feeling the feelings within your body, recognizing them, giving them identity, and then allowing them to pass through you and process. That's my experience. That's not a technical way. However, so I'm discontinuing with that therapist, unfortunately, not by her or my choice but by her work's choice. And I am starting with a new therapist this weekend, and she is a holistic psychologist as well as an energy practitioner, which is very exciting because I'm about both. I couldn't find anyone doing somatic experience, but this is pretty much just up my realm, like maybe even more so. And so my my kind of promise to myself is that I'm going to continue therapy because I feel like I deserve to be fully present and I think I'm not especially with the anxiety around today and the future of this country of this world and I don't that is a, a sense of self that I want to keep my concern I want to keep my empathy however I don't want it to impact my life as much as I allow it to now at times and I want, to, I want to not feel helpless. I want to feel like I am helping. I am advocating. I am doing what I can with the resources I have and the privilege that I have. The second thing is, again, investing in education. Um, and with that, investing, I not monetarily, but I mean with the resources I have that's online. So with the conflict that's going on over, I mean, it's not really, it's more of terrorist attacks, but I'm going to truly read about it because I feel like I haven't done justice and that's why I get nervous to speak on it. However, what I can say is I don't support people killing other innocent people. And I heard a friend recently say that citizens are not their government or the actions of their government, and I completely agree. I see that here. There are so many people that 
don't agree with women's rights being taken away or the LGBTQ plus IA community, their rights being taken away, um, religious rights, etc. Like, we don't make up what our government is deciding for us. I I wholeheartedly agree. And I want to be more educated so that I'm able to combat that in the sense that I don't want to lose myself over these things and not show up as a parent. I want to incorporate them however I want to do so healthy, healthily. Is that a word? I don't know. We just roll with it. So all of this to say, now that I kind of went on a little rant, I I want to recognize that if there are pieces of you that you are also not loving or not coping with well what can you do in the moment to do so it doesn't have to be if you don't have time to dedicate to a therapist what can you do to take time for yourself whether it be talking to a friend also side note if you do need help please see a therapist they're amazing so i'm not i don't want to completely be like don't see a therapist if you like There are resources. I just want to put that out there. I don't want that to be my message. I think if you can see a therapist and you need a therapist, absolutely, I advocate for it. However, if things are not well, but they're okay-ish, and you don't have the means to see a therapist, what can you do to find yourself in the meantime? Or what is one thing you can do for yourself in the day? I will say that. My therapist gave me this thing, and actually I think it's helped in me finding myself. And she calls them glimmers. What is one point in your day that you can look back and you can be thankful for? Today, me, it was kind of a rough day, and right before my husband got home, the girls and I were playing little cars on the couch. And then Edith decided to pull up pillows and blankets and pretend to sleep. And I was like, okay, let's do that. So that way when daddy comes home, we'll pretend to sleep and then we'll scare him. And I will say that is a glimmer. That is a glimmer I will forever hold dearly. I feel like that is a point and connection piece that I've been longing for. Um, There's just a piece of guilt that I feel like I'm not fully present. And that was a moment that I felt absolutely fully present. I felt happy. I was there. It is a glimmer. So another piece that I leave you with is what glimmer have you felt today? And if you don't want to identify with your former self or you feel like you've lost yourself, that is amazing. That is great. I'm sharing my story because I want to invoke thoughts and share because I wonder if I'm not the only one. And if so, I also want to promote healthy options to finding self. Because you owe it to yourself. You only live one life. I owe it to myself. I owe it to my girls. It's a ripple effect. It starts with me and goes out from there. I want to show up for my friends. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, (laughs) especially about the news. It's really hard not to, and I need to back off of it. I'm working on it. So for this, I want to leave you with, you're doing the absolute best you can with the resources you have. And I'm so grateful that you are able to show up for yourself 
in the capacity that you can in the moment. And you are great. You are doing great. Your kids love you. You are showing up for them. And that is what they need. Thank you. And I am so grateful. Can't wait to talk next episode.